it's Keo right here on your classic metal show with Speed Demon. And, uh, boy, a couple back-to-back uh, interviews there. Of course, we want to thank our good friend John Levin of Dokken. Go check out his website over there at uh, John, that's J-O-N, LevinGuitars.com if you want to take a guitar lesson. And uh, our good friend Jericho Green. Go over to his uh, YouTube page over at Jericho Green. And uh, check out his daily videos. And we want to thank those guys for calling in and being part of the show tonight. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of fun. So, uh, anyway, Jericho, good guy. I always enjoy talking to him. And uh, <laughs> uh, he, he sent me an email here real quick. He, I thanked him for coming on the show. And he's like, uh, my pleasure, fellas. You make it easy. You guys are great at what you do. Glad he realizes that. Yeah, what what is it that we do, Chris, anyway? Bullshit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. That's all we Exactly. Hail and what kill. else do we do? Hail and kill caller, you're on the air. Hail and kill, boys. It's TJ. Hey, what's up there, TJ? I see that you did a serious interview with our own Chris Sagan. Were you nervous? Were you nervous talking to Chris one on one about serious issues? No. No, um, I'm just ringing in really, really quickly to say, I don't know if, if Chris said this to you, but thank you very much, Neely. For? And, um, well, for for allowing me to come on your show. Okay, Tim, it's been years and you're just thanking me now? <laughs> and the other thing, the other question I was going to ask, I know John Levin set up his site, or Chris and John Levin set up, his site for um, guitar playing, but I noticed he does a lot of songwriting in Dokken, and I was just wondering if he might um, consider doing um, songwriting tuition as long as it's paid for. Uh, John, answer? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to email him, Tim. I have no idea. I mean, I, I worked on yeah, well, the site uh, endlessly. Uh, I'll tell you that much. I, I worked with him endlessly on it, but this is his concept. Not, I mean, I helped him flesh it out, but this is his thing. I, I would suggest if you go to johnlevinguitars.com, at the bottom of the homepage is a message thing. Email him. Yep. Throw, throw him an email, and I'm sure he'll answer for you. Yep. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. You do that. Then again. But um, thanks again, guys, and hail and kill, fuck you, pal, and job. Well, obviously the wife was not in the room. Yeah, exactly. His wife's <laughs> Her wife's not home. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, if you got if you got questions, don't ask Chris and I about it. You know, when it comes to our guests or artists or whomever, go go to them. You know, send them a message. I, I can't answer for John or. Jericho or Don or anybody else, you know, Chris, Chris can't answer for anybody. It's just like, go ask them. Yeah. They'll tell you, trust me. They'll tell you if they, if they can do something with, with whatever you want to know, they'll tell you. Sure. I don't have any other answer. I have no more knowledge than anybody else does. I thought you Uh, had the inside scoop inside track. Everybody thinks that don't they? (laughs) Hey, do you think Don will do this? I, I don't know. Of course, of course he will, because we'll tell him to do it. <laughs> will you ask him for me? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll jump right on that. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. I have a question here. Uh, it's a technical question, and, and I, I feel kind of embarrassed for asking this because I know that you told me, but I just don't remember the specifics. Okay. You created a Roku channel? Yes. For the CMS? Mm-hmm. Is that, because Ro- I have not set it up on my Roku yet, but uh, okay. ha- ha- can you listen to this live stream on the Roku? No. You cannot? No, because I, and I did that purposely. I could set it up to do that, but I'm not going to because of the licensing. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking because I didn't know. Yeah. No, you can, you can watch the, like, Basically the same shit that would be on YouTube, 
is there or on on the Vimeo channel is there. I would say the Vimeo channel is is a better thing because there's definitely going to be times, especially as we go forward, that there's stuff not on YouTube that's only going to be on the Vimeo channel or the BitChute channel. Okay. And that stuff will all be will all be on the Roku and on the um, Amazon Fire Stick. Okay. Because we did get an email from uh, Jim Leg. He was asking, hey, guys, just wondering if I will be able to get the live show on Roku again. No. And, and again, it, it goes into licensing. And I'm just not, you know, to try and figure out the licensing for television, I want zero part of that. Yeah, I agree. But if you want to yeah. listen, though, get the CMS app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's live. You can listen to the live show on the CMS app. Yeah, you listen on the CMS app, which is, yeah, that's on. You're right. That's on the, the TVs, yeah. too. So. Yeah, so listen to it that way or go to Uncontrolled Noise and you can listen to the live show. Yeah, or tune in. Yeah. I think and I think tune in has an app for Roku, I think. And if they do, the live show's there. Yeah. Or maybe or Spreaker. Or yeah, it's, good. it's that, kind of an end around way of doing it. But if, if you want to listen to it via the Roku, mm-hmm. that would be the way to do it. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. At least if you, if tune in plays it, we've paid our licensing through the uncontrolled noise stream. Okay. But if, if we go direct to Roku, we're not paying licensing. Okay. So, I, so we can't do that. All right. And I'm not, I don't think you want to all of a sudden get a fucking FBI dick at your door with a $750,000 bill <laughs> for licensing violations. Okay. I, I'm, you know, again, uh, I, I have not been paying attention as much of attention as normal to, to the changes you've been making. Shame, shame, shame. You should be paying attention to everything that I do because I'm the most important entity in this world. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, here's something that is universal. I think that we all can agree with or, or relate to in some way, at least the men anyway. Mm -hmm. This is definitely something you and I can relate to mostly you. Okay. But, uh, being that this is a worldwide pandemic with this uh coronavirus Mm -hmm. the malaysian government tells the women not to nag their husbands during this coronavirus lockdown i suggest that that becomes universal law (laughs) the malaysian government has sparked outrage my goodness (laughs) By telling women to avoid nagging their husbands during the coronavirus lockdown. Well, they should should listen like a good wife would. Well, here's the thing. It's just like, why? You mean after the coronavirus lockdown is over, they can resume their nagging again? It's very much like when they took smoking out of the bars, Neely. (laughs) Get them to give a little then fuck them with it hard right it's just we'll we'll take that just during the coronavirus and then it can just quietly become law right i'm for it i never knew i was such a um you know such a proponent such a follower of the malaysian government right they have a lot of good points going on over there (laughs) apparently so what's the recommendation if the wife doesn't follow caning is that what we're supposed to do cane our wives if they start nagging us uh, I don't know, perhaps a ritual killing. I think a good stoning would be good. <laughs> exactly. Stone the crow. Shut up. Stone Shut the- up, bitch. <laughs> Stone the old crow. Yeah, the old crow. <laughs> a series of online posters with the hashtag, uh, women prevent COVID-19 told residents how to behave while stuck at home urging women to dress up nicely and wear makeup. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Not only don't be a nag, but be uh, be sexy. Yeah. Look hot. Listen, you Malaysian cunts, get your sweats <laughs> off and put on a fucking dress. Exactly. You know, that covers everything from your, from your face to your ankles. 
That's hot. Yeah, dressed like a beekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says hot and sexy like a burka. <laughs> Wives were told to avoid nagging their husbands and to instead lighten up the mood by mimicking the high-pitched voice of uh, Dora Doramon, D-O-R-A-E-M-O-N. Doramon, yeah. A blue anime robot cat popular across Asia. I see. So so the Malaysian government's taking their cues from cartoons. Fantastic. So you hear that people, the government's telling you to act like a cartoon character. What, what I gotta look at what this Doramon looks like. Yeah, I'm sure it's some fucking stupid Pokemon looking shitbag yeah, character. It's a it's a you know anime girl would be into it. Yeah. What is it? D O R E M O N? Yeah. D O R A E M O N. Doramon. Let's see what that looks like. Images. Oh, that's a stupid looking animal. You're spo- your wife is supposed to look and act like that. Fuck that. <laughs> that's no more fuckable than spandex and not washing your hair. <laughs> Dormant. That's not a good look. What is that? Just kind of a, I don't know, dumb and dumb and huh. just a dumb look. It's a faggot cat. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm looking at it. It's like, it, it, this is like a Pokemon knockoff for God's sakes. Yeah. It's Doramon instead of Pokemon. Yeah. I see. They even use the same Pokemon font for their <laughs> Doramon name. Who the fuck? The government is suggesting That's this? That's what they said. Wives were also told to avoid nagging their husbands and to instead lighten the mood by mimicking the high-pitched voice of Doramon, a blue anime robot cat popular across Asia. That's fantastic. I wonder what Doramon sounds like. Look it up. I am. I'm looking it up right now. Find us a Doramon video. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to play it right now. See if it makes your dick hard while you're listening to it. Let me see what this is like. <sighs> what the hell is this? I'm trying to find the Doramon talking. Like this bucket. if I can find some Doramon. Oh, I was going to say, that sounded like something was fucking. I was like, yeah, sound like that, whore. Let me see here. Can you get away from your misunderstanding? Can you get away from your misunderstanding? Can you get away from your misunderstanding? I'm trying. The high-pitched one is Doramon. I could tell. <laughs> I, I could so, tell my I, 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 don't, getting tight. I don't know what would be even worse is listening to that high-pitched, annoying voice or her nagging me. She's got the same voice as Flo from Alice. <laughs> That's, that was Doramon right there. Replacement for Viagra, if you ask me. <laughs> You know what that reminds me of? What? That reminds me of Tommy Boy where where uh Kevin's or what was his name? Uh J- David Spade. Da- David Spade is knocking on the hotel window. You want me to come in and fluff the Housekeeping. You want me a new blanket? You want me to come in and suck your dick? <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. Yeah. That's funny. Another poster depicts a man sitting on a sofa telling women to refrain from being sarcastic if they need help with household chores. These are good rules. I'm thinking. (laughs) The poster uploaded on Facebook and Instagram sparked outrage. You know who who would be a good model for the Malaysian people to model being a wife? Who would that be? Has the right voice and has all the right mannerisms and everything. How about Edith Bunker? Oh, Archie! 
Let me get your beer. Let me get your beer, Archie. Archie, do you want to go upstairs and fool around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not right, Archie. Abdul, do you want me to suck your cock? Abdul? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's Malaysia. <laughs> Get it. I don't know Malaysian names. I'm assuming it's the same as every other Muslim country. Oh, oh my God. Edith Bunker. She's a, she's a, her voice is as sexy as this thing. You're going to say this thing has more of a sexy voice? No, I'm just saying that Jesus. Wow. Oh, Archie, I'm done cooking dinner. Archie, you got to eat your Brussels sprouts. Don't you can't fuck me right in the ass, Arch. <laughs> Stifle, you dingbat. Stifle. <laughs> you dingbat. <laughs> so good. Such a great show. <laughs> the poster uploaded on Facebook and Instagram sparked outrage. Yeah. Among women's rights group already alarmed at domestic violence problems in the country. I'm quite sure. <laughs> These posters promote the concept of gender, gender inequality and perpetuate the concept of patriarchy. Mm. It's I'm still hearing anything wrong. <laughs> calling them extremely condescending. Yeah. How about this? So, so basically the, I, I, the women, the people that are complaining here, the white knights and the women are complaining that they should be allowed to be nagging cunts that are unattractive. Pretty much. They're saying, yeah, God damn it. We should look like, we should look like shit and sound even worse. Yeah. Good, good plan. Dumb horse. No wonder you're going to get beaten up during the pandemic. You're going to get a good pimp hand every single day. Get me my lunch, bitch. <laughs> And talk like that blue cat while you're at it. <laughs> oh, Archie! <laughs> Why are you giving me four across the knuckles? <laughs> How did we go from preventing baby dumping, fighting domestic violence, to some sad variant of the Obedient Wives Club, a Twitter user asked? Well, if Malaysia really wants to do it, they don't need to go away from baby dumping either. Please keep dumping your babies. There's no reason to have more Malaysians running around. Not. Get this. This is a department in the uh, Malaysian government. The Malaysian Women's Affairs Ministry. The Women's Affairs Ministry. Okay. Eventually. They eventually. Um, what apologize exactly for this, for the outrage sparked the outrage. It's always outrage. Yeah, I'm sure. there was so, so much outrage. We apologize. If some of the tips we shared were inappropriate and touched on the sensitivities of some parties, yeah, please. Please, ladies, stay looking like shit. Please, ladies, do not try to improve your look at all. No. Just keep looking like shit. Yeah. That make your man happy. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, sees your ugly, fucked up hair. Then four hours later, still looking at the same ugly, fucked up hair. You know, fucking ripped up pair of sweats on. T-shirt that fucking from some bad eight band boy band from 1985 <laughs> came through Malaysia, you know, new kids on the block, the fucking NKOTB tour. Yeah. That's appealing. That's yeah. got to look wonderful on day 35 of being home yeah. with nothing else to look at, but spreadsheets and your ugly cunt wife. Yuck. Well, I gotta be, I'm going to tell you an on honesty about me. Okay. One of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons, even long time ago, 30 years ago, 
the the thought of getting married again one of the biggest detractors from that mm-hmm. was always this this vision i had in my head that someday i would end up having to come home every day from a long day of work to a fat mm-hmm. wife in sweatpants <laughs> that's that's the honest truth it's just like if i ever had to come home every day to yeah. a fat wife in sweatpants, I think I'd, I would have committed murder or committed suicide. Right. <laughs> Self-murder a long time ago. <laughs> and I was just like, I am never, ever going to face that horror. <laughs> That's one of those. Uh, you'd be one of those guys that gets like a a debit card that expire The pin expires once a month and you'd make her get on the scale. You know, if she, if she meets a certain number on the scale, she can get the new pin number. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you another story. Mm-hmm. When I was, when I was married in my early twenties, yeah, my then wife, um, <clears throat> basically would blow through the checking account. Okay. You know, I, I was the sole earner mm-hmm. and I would deposit my check into the checking account. It was a joint checking account. Right. And, um, you know, at the end of the month, we wouldn't have any money. And, and at the time I was, I was making a pretty good dollar. Right. And, uh, so I went and my, my boss at the time was kind of a mentor. Okay. He was the one who kind of gave me the whole thing about women are always looking for the bigger and better deal. Right. Okay. So he told me, he says, uh, so do you have a joint checking account? I said, yeah, you know, she has access to it. And, and, um, ATMs were fairly new at that time. This was like 1985, 86. Right. So that was a fairly new concept at that point. Okay. And, uh, she was spending money like crazy, you know, just shopping all the time because she didn't work, you know, she didn't have a job. So, out of boredom, she would always be shopping. And right. and so um, he's like, well, you know, what you need to do is you need to open up another account, put your paycheck in that account, and then transfer just a, a certain amount of dollars right. in, into uh, the salary, up- more or less. Yeah, exactly. And put that in there. And when that's gone, that's just all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. And she hated that. Oh, she did. And I, I will tell you, you know, <laughs> it broke into the whole, you selfish bastard, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and see, meanwhile, and I could just see you, you'd be like, you'd be like uh, Robert De Niro in Casino, smash your hand with a fucking hammer and go, look, you can have the checkbook or you can have your other hand. Which... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you can't do both. <laughs> yeah. So so I deposited just you know what whatever I believed her amount should be, and that mm-hmm. was it. And then I said you know, and then again when the complaints came along, it's like, well, you know what, you got to go get a job. Yeah. And whatever you make, you can keep. You don't even have to contribute to the household expenses. I'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you make, you can keep. But I'm not right. putting another fucking dime in that that checking account for you to just blow on whatever you think because you're fucking bored. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and that's and that's how it went. So you you went what three page periods before she left? Ah, uh, it wasn't long, believe me. I was gonna say once once you start telling them that they're a salaried employee, then they're fucking they're out of there. Yeah. Because we're not equals, see? Yeah, you, don't, but, you don't want to share everything with me. <laughs> you just want to share what you want to share. Yeah. You're not an, you don't treat me as an equal to you. Blech. You're not. You're not an equal to me. If you want to be an equal to me, here's what I make. Go make that. Then we can all put, then we can put all that in one pot. Exactly. And, and then we can see how much how you feel when I go buy a fucking jet ski, you bitch. <laughs> you know, that's always the great equalizer is if you take a chick, have her put her money in, and then you go waste it on anything, then you're a fucking dick. Yeah, of you course. You're a fucking asshole. How could you spend that? 
Well, you've been spending my money like a drunken sailor at a whore convention, you bitch. Jesus Christ. You know, God forbid I spend 50 bucks on a fucking round of drinks at the bar. Ugh. Chicks stink. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what prompted that is that I had to go out of town for, for business. Mm-hmm. And I was I was away for... um. I think it was like four days. I was I was away for business for four days. Right. I, I had just deposited my check in the checking account on mm-hmm. Friday. Right. Uh, I was home Saturday and Sunday. Then I had to leave town on Monday. And I think I came back either Thursday. I think I came back on Thursday night or either Friday morning. I don't remember. I think it was Thursday night. Right. And I went to the, when I got home or when I got back into town, I, cause I got paid weekly. Um, I went to go get some money because I needed some money cause I was out of town for four days. Okay. So before I went home, because I was, came back from the airport, I went to the ATM to get some money and there were $4 in there. <laughs> there was $4. You're like, what the fuck? I, I couldn't get any money out. And yeah, so but when look at my shoes, they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I got home yeah. and I was, and I got paid the next day. But, but the issue was, is I wanted some money that evening. Right? right. And, and I got home and I was just like, when I left the house, there was $400 in there mm-hmm. and now there's $4 in there. And I said, what? Where did the money go? And she goes, oh, well, well, I got bored. Well, fucking find something else on TV to watch, bitch. You don't have to spend the money. Yeah. Well, that was the end of that. I was just like, fuck this. So when I went into work on Friday and I would talk to my boss, because you got to remember, I was just a young man at the time. I was like 21 years old. I wasn't wise to the ways of the world. Right. Okay. So, so I relied on my boss who was like, again, like a mentor. And I went in and I said, Hey man, you know, I was out, you know, I was out at, you know, for work. I was, you know, in Albuquerque. I remember I was in Albuquerque and I came back and I said, I got home and I went to the ATM and there was $4 in the account. And, you know, and that's when he gave me the advice of opening up a second account and just putting a certain amount in the other account and, paying the bills out of my account and all this other stuff. He was just giving me all this life advice. (laughs) And it was just like, it was just like the, my eyes were opened, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, there are ways of controlling this situation. Yeah, dude. I, I have a, a similar story, but not, it's not wasteful. I, I will give the ex credit. She didn't waste the money. It was just, stupid stupid spending so the i i had this job where i used to have to travel to texas a lot i used to travel four days for four days pretty much every week to texas so as you can imagine you get there you got to pay to eat you know you got to pay to eat you got to pay for um for you know gas for your rental car and shit like that right so I go, the way we used to work, it was one of us always dealt with the bills. And most of the time it was me. Well, we did switch back and forth because we'd have the big argument and I'd be like, you know, fuck you, you pay the bills then. You know, I, we, we would go back and forth with the money every three, four years we would switch. Right. Just cause we'd get into that fucking financial argument. So at this one point in particular, I left on a Monday with like $970 in the bank. Okay. Okay. Now at this point I was doing the bills. So we, I left 970 in the bank. I get down there. I check into the, to the hotel. As you're aware, they fucking put a hold of X amount of dollars to check into a hotel. You know, I used my, per, I, I, they didn't give us a company card. What they always did was reimburse me for Yeah, anything. yeah, you have to fill out an expense report and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I checked in. They put a hold on whatever amount of money on the card. And, you know, same thing with renting a car. But I was like, okay, well, I have, 
you know, roughly a thousand dollars in the bank. The car is going to be a few hundred and the, you know, the hotel is going to be maybe 200, you know, for a couple of days in Texas. So I'm like, okay, 500 bucks, there's $400 left. That'll, you know, and I, and I just was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to go eating $50 meals. You know, I'm going to go for the, the $10 drive through wherever, you know, that I can get a $10 meal, maybe two during a day and that's it, you know, and then expense it at the end. Get checked in first day, go to breakfast the second morning, like the next morning. Yeah. Order. Go to Bob Evans for like an $8 plate of whatever, $8 omelet and a cup of coffee. We're sorry, sir. Your card's been declined. <laughs> for eight bucks? For eight bucks. And I was like, what are what is fucking going on? And, and meanwhile, I'm in Texas. What am I going to fucking do? Yeah. I have, you know, and of course me with no cash ever, you know, I have no cash. And... <laughs> so I, I go, you know, I, I call the bank. The bank says, well, um, you had these charges yesterday and you're, you're actually with overdrawn by whatever, a hundred and whatever. <laughs> you're overdrawn. I was overdrawn. Okay. I, so I called, I called the ex. I was like, what is going on? And she's like, oh, well. I, I figured since you were gone, I'd pay the bills for you. And I paid all the bills. I was like, what do you mean you paid all the bills? I paid the electric and the gas and the, the um, you know, the, the cable. And, <laughs> and the, at that time, probably the phone bill. And, you know, she paid everything. Yeah. And I had nothing. And I had put 500 more dollars worth of charges on top of it. Right. So, you know, we had two or three things that bounced at $35 a hit. And I was that much in the hole. I was like, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I have no money. I'm in Texas for three more days and I have no way to do anything. So, so, I mean, it wasn't quite the same. It wasn't wasteful spending. Right. But I, but I quite literally lived in Texas for three days on like two bags of chips <laughs> and water from the fucking, um, from the tap at the hotel. Oh, it was the worst, dude. I must've eaten 14 bags of peanuts on that fucking plane ride home. Oh. Cause I was fucking hungry. I would imagine, <laughs> you know, and it, I mean, what could I do? You know, I, I was only going to be there for a couple of days. So it wasn't even like you could really, I guess I could have called my boss yeah. and ha wire me money and then look like a total shit stain of man. This guy can't even afford to do his job. Right. Maybe. Maybe we should fire because that was what she's like. Just call your boss and tell him to send you some money. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, it's like I, I had money. You, you, <laughs> why are you doing my job? You know, do your job. Go vacuum something. You know, it's like holy fuck. And then of course I came home to mad amounts of attitude because I fucking yelled at her. Yeah, I know. But but you stranded me in Texas. I had nothing. I ate two bags of chips in four days. Thanks. And not big bags. The little tiny ones <laughs> that you get out of a vending machine. Oh, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't starve to death. Yeah. But <laughs> Man. But yeah. How's that for fun? Boy. <laughs> Hail and kill caller, you're on the air. I have a question. All right, Tim, ask your question. All right. So, were you earning four hundred dollars a week at the time, nearly, or is that fortnightly? Well, my my take home at the time, I think, on a weekly basis, was like four four fifty or something. Okay, so when when you decided that she was spending all the money, and you were only going to give her a certain amount, how much was she complaining about that you gave her? I gave her. I think I was giving her four hundred a month. So it was like a hundred bucks a week. Now, mind, now, mind you, this was nineteen eighty-five dollars. Okay, so this was yep. you know this yep. was thirty-five years ago. So, how much would that be the equivalent today? Do you reckon? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Two fifty, maybe. About six point seven million. <laughs> uh, you know, this that's, was this that's was a, that's this, unbelievable. 
That's unbelievable. She would complain about having $250 a week. Well, when, when you're bored and you got nothing to do, this was pre-internet and this and that, and there was a mall literally two miles from the house. She literally lived in the mall just shopping at all the stores and buying new clothes and shoes and whatever it is that she wanted. Thank God my wife is not like that, nor has she ever been. Hail and kill. I was going to ask him what he is like. <laughs> See, now I can be ultra vicious with Tim because I gave him the serious interview. You did. <laughs> you did. Uh, chicks. All right. Anyway, back to Malaysia. All right. Well, we apologize if some of the tips we shared were inappropriate and touched on the sensitive sensitivities of some parties. The ministry women's development department said in a statement Women's groups have warned that the lockdown could see a risk in domestic violence, so said Chris Aiken. Damn right. With women trapped with their abusers. <laughs> it doesn't work the other way, though, right? No. No, that, that mental abuse, has that's nothing. Nagging at you for day after day after day, that doesn't count. No. Lord knows. You give her a good comeuppance because she won't shut her fucking hole right and you're the guy you're always the bad guy exactly some governments have stepped up response including in france which offers hotel rooms to victims malaysia is ranked 104th out of 153 countries in the latest world economic forums global gender gap index which after scoring poorly on political empowerment and economic participation well Hey, they're, uh, they're uh, what, 49 spaces ahead of the worst? Yeah, exactly. It's not that bad. You're, you're up there. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you another story. All right. Since we're it. on this whole thing about money. And I may have told this story on the show before. I don't remember if I did. I apologize, but... But you're hearing it again, goddammit. <laughs> this whole thing about the whole money thing. Mm-hmm. So so here's the other thing. When I was married and I was living in California and uh, my my former wife, she was from Ohio, Lima of all places. Mm, great city. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, while we were living in California, uh, mm-hmm. her her brother was going to get married. Okay. And obviously she wanted to go back to Ohio to uh, go to the wedding. Right. Right. So we had been living in California for about a year and a half. And you know, this was, this was in the mid eighties. This was during the MTV era. This was during the Madonna era, which, you know, which was highly influential in fashions and all kinds of things. Sure. So, Prior to going back to Ohio for the wedding and being that she wasn't employed or anything and I was paying all the bills, she decided Mm -hmm. that she wanted to go back to Ohio and make, you know, some kind of a splash as like, well, she's like a California girl now. Okay. So she got this whole windblown bleach blonde hair do thing going on. And then prior to going to uh, back to Ohio, I had given her, I don't remember, it was, it, was, it was a couple hundred bucks where she went and bought some new clothes and stuff. So, okay. so mind you, this is mid-80s. This is when heels and mini skirts and all that was very popular. So she bought some of the latest, uh, you know, f- popular fashions, which were, were kind of scan- scantily clad. Uh, for that time. And, you know, she was going to go back to conservative Midwest Ohio. Right. And, uh, so she laid out by the pool every day because the apartment we were living in, there was a pool right outside our door. So she was out there getting all tan, had the bleach blonde hair thing going on, the short skirts, the heels, the whole thing. Okay. And she's going back to Ohio looking like this, right? Right. So she's going to make this big splash. So I, you know, I paid for the clothes. I paid for her flight, gave her money for 
you know, her, the, 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 um, wedding gift, uh, and, and spending money and the whole thing. So all in probably this cost me about $1,200 all in for round Jeez. trip. Yeah. Round trip airfare, uh, new clothes, wedding gifts, spending money, the whole shebang a bang. Okay. So I, I think it, I think if I remember it was about 1200 bucks all in for all of this. Okay. <laughs> so she goes, she goes back to Ohio to, uh, you know, go to this wedding. And the reason I didn't go is because the job at the time that I was working, uh, it was what they called a seven on seven off shift. Okay. And, and she went, I think she flew out on, um, Sunday or Monday. I think, I think it was Sunday. It was the last, it was the last day of my day off. And then I started my new shift, uh, the following day to where I had to work 12 hour days, seven days straight. So I had right. to work, uh, Monday through the next following Sunday while she was gone. Okay. And, uh, so she went to Ohio and then I remember that she came back on the following Saturday. Right. And I had to get somebody to cover for me for a couple of hours because I had to go to the airport and pick her back up, get her home. And then I had to go back to work. Right. <laughs> so she, she flew into Ontario, California airport. And this was, this was airport wasn't quite as developed where it had a, at a jetway into the plane. This was one where you actually had to walk out onto the tarmac right, and then walk up a staircase up into the plane. Okay. So, so, uh, I, I got there, I was waiting for her to get off the plane. Uh, you know, they got the door open, they got the jet, the, the, uh, staircase thing pulled up to the the doorway. I I'm standing there waiting for her to get off the plane. I see her coming down the stairway, just the sour puss look on that face. <laughs> and I'm just like, what in the fuck? Right. You know? So she comes, she comes over, you know, walks across the, to the tarmac to the airport. And I'm just like, Hey, you know, how was it? I don't want to talk about it. Just like that. Sour right. puss. Right. All right. So we go to the, you know, the baggage claim, wait for her bag, pick up the bag, walk out to the car, put it in the car. She gets in the car. We're driving home. We're about 45 minutes from home. Mm -hmm. So how was the trip? I want to talk about it. Okay. It's like, all right. So we're just driving, 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 nothing, nothing. Doesn't okay. say a goddamn word to me the whole way. Like, like something was my fault. Yeah. It's your fault at a, at a place where you weren't even at. So the next question out of her mouth to me. Yeah. Well, what did you do while I was gone? Boy. And I said, well, I think, you know, that I've been working 12 hours a day since Monday yeah, but I left, I think she left on Saturday. I think she was there from Saturday to Saturday. Well, you had Sunday off by yourself. What did you do then? Ugh. Yeah, I went and just banged whores day and <laughs> night, all day Sunday. That's what I did. And uh, truthfully, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, he had an old 1963 Chevy van he was rebuilding the engine on. Okay. And that, you know, you know, that's my thing. So I had literally gone to his house on Sunday and helped him, uh, work on his engine. Sure. You did. That, well, that's the whole thing. I told her, I said, well, I went to Carrie's house and he and I worked on his engine Sunday, you know? And of course, like you said, yeah, sure. You did. Sure. You did. You worked on someone's engine. didn't <laughs> I bet you put your piston in her crankshaft. Exactly. Ugh. So anyway, long, fast forward, long story short, after I got home Saturday, Saturday evening af after work, then I finally got her to kind of talk to me a little bit. And right. I was just like, so what, what's the problem? What happened? What, you didn't enjoy yourself. You didn't have a good time. So basically what boiled it down, this, what it boiled down to is that she went there flaunting her Californiaism? 
Okay. And her mother basically said that she looked like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore that's your fault. Well, that there therein lies the attitude. Mm-hmm. Her mother basically said that she quote unquote, and I remember this to this day, that she looked whorish. <laughs> whorish. Horrible. That's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So, so I caught the brunt of that. Yeah, that seemed worth it to you, too, didn't it? Keep her around. Yeah. Well, trust me, it wasn't long after that that she and I parted company. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, I think that happened in August, and she and I parted company like the following uh, May, I think. Yeah, that's because she aged out for you. <laughs> Was that it? <laughs> she turned 26, and you're like, beat it. <laughs> I was just, I was just like, I, I have had a, enough of this fucking bullshit. I am not living the rest of my life like this. Yeah. There is just no way. No, well, demon says that you picked the worst kind of chick, the the most absolutely obnoxious, useless cunt, and then blame it on the cunt. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it is, it is part of my bad judgment. Yeah. When you were 19, when you were what, 19 years old. Yeah. Again, we make a lot of judgments based on how they look at that age. Pretty much. That's it. We look at Cito's tits or great ass or something like, oh yeah, I'll make it work. (laughs) You're into camping zoos and, you know, philosophy. Me too. Yeah, I'm sure you are. You'll tell them anything. Just let me hit that ass. Right. You know, never tell them, no, I can't date you because. I'm never going camping, you know, you ever do that? Just absolutely go with something that you were totally against if they were into it. Mm, I'm not, not hook, line and sinker. I I've, I've placated a few because of their interests, but you know, that was only if they also participated in something that I liked. Yeah. You know, but you know, and, and I've told this story before, you know, I, I, when I went to see like Queensryche, uh, when I, they were at the convocation center and typo negative opened up for mm. him on the promised land tour. Yeah. Yeah. The chick that I was with at the time, you know, she, she sat through maybe 10 minutes of it and the rest of the time she just walked around the mezzanine, <laughs> you know, and the, the same time that, well, actually when I went to, when doc and first got back together, uh, back mm. in 95 and they played at a place in Toledo where I met Don actually for the first time. She she basically went outside the for most of the concert. You know, <laughs> nice. had very little interest in, you know, hanging out and enjoying the show, even if she wasn't into it. No, she she stayed outside or went to the, you know, to the bar area somewhere or you know, whatever. Right. Zero interest. Yeah. The the only one I ever did that with, and obviously I had a big bulk of time with somebody that had no interest in anything I was doing, but but the only one in a dating situation that I that I did that with was that girl Teresa. Yeah, with, with the country music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am wearing the big stupid hat at the <laughs> Kenny Chesney show. Yeah, you do make my tractor sexy. Right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dumbass I was. Well, I had a lasso. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt to try new things, but you know. Yeah, but that was one. I clearly knew that wasn't my scene. I knew that shit kicker cowboy boots and a big <laughs> dumb hat was never going to be my thing. Of course. You know, I knew that from minute one. And yet there I was right. at the store the day before buying a cowboy hat and buying a pair of boots. And I absolutely, I'll be honest, Teresa lasted about six weeks in my life. And those boots are sitting in my closet and have not seen the light of day since those six weeks ended. (laughs) These boots were made for walking. They're made for collecting dust. Now I can't imagine the dust that's on them after seven years of sitting there. Right. (laughs) Too funny. Yep. Yeah. You know, so after, after that experience, in my early part of life, I was just like, yeah, that, that ain't ever happening again. I don't blame you. I can't. It's like you 
you have all these stories, but you never fell back on them. That's where you're you're better than most of us dumb guys that keep running for pussy. You know, you you definitely you learn a lesson with each one. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, the only lesson you haven't learned is that you'll never be able to get along forever with these fucking underage chicks. But that's just, <laughs> that's just you. You keep thinking, I'm going to find that 22-year-old that's going to fucking have the same interest in docking that I do. Nah, I don't, I don't think that at all. I, it's, just, it's just, you know, if, if that time comes or something like that happens or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll experience the moment or the time at last or whatever. But if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You realize that John Levin has more time in docking than most of your dates have on earth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and he's the replacement player. That should tell you you're hiring replacement players. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Too funny. But, yeah. uh, you know, the thing is, is, is this just like, uh, I'm not going to be tied down to just, you know, being miserable or, exact for example this malaysian government that tells the wives don't nag your husbands while you're in lockdown you'll you'll you won't regret it yeah sure you won't cut it out you're you're gonna avoid getting a a, a slap upside the head if you don't knock it off yeah gonna make your gonna make a certain area of your face a little more brown than it already was <laughs> exactly it's going to be going to be a nice shade of purple to go with that brown. Exactly. <laughs> so good. Love it. All right. Well, let's play a couple of tunes and we'll come back and we'll do some more stuff. So uh, I got a request here for some creator. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see here. Who wanted to hear this? Um, where the heck would, did that email go to? Oh, this is uh, dedicated to the world here. Uh, Chuck from North Carolina, he wanted to hear uh, creator civilization collapse. All right. In in honor of the pandemic, that is. There we go. All right. Well, here it is. This is creator exclusively here on your classic metal show. Hi, this is Mr. from creator and you're listening to the classic metal show. (laughs) 